0: What up, everybody? Hey, hey. I am. Well, don't matter who I am. We are men of encouragement, and wanted to say good morning to you. Um, this is a uh, another podcast coming from uh, myself, uh, brother Q, and my faithful, <laughs> my my faithful, God-loving, uh, teaching. <laughs> And um I don't know, I don't have like good enough words, but my brother, Brother Dixon, um, we are we are men of encouragement. Pray to uh to that you are all well this morning. And uh brother Dixon, good morning to you. How are you this, this day?
1: Fantastic. Uh you know, another day that the Lord has made, and you know, happy to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Amen.
0: Um how have you been since our last show? I mean, we had, um, you know, our last show was on, uh, invisible men. And, you know, that after that last show, I mean, just during the show, after show, like, you know, when you do anything for God, um, you know, there's things that he speaks to to you. And for me, um, I felt like our last show, it just, it was just a nice uh, transition into our men's breakfast that we had last. And, um, and I think that, um, with regards to the invisible man, you know, my hope with this with our podcast is that, you know, we always ask the question, where are the men? You know, and, and my comments around being invisible is that there's men all over, but oftentimes not where, you know, we are asked to be or needed to be. And it's not to shame men, but it's to, you know, it's to challenge men because um we do need the nudging, you know. Um I don't know from the last show, um, if you had anything that kind of rolled over for you or, uh, that inspired you, you know, in your ministry or in your thoughts?
1: Well, I think it's ongoing. You mean, you just said, you know, the invisible man, I think it is so important for men to be present. Uh, I think about invisible being visible, you know, so being present. So I think visibility is just being present, you know, it, it makes a world of difference when men are present, you know? So the biggest issue is when men are not present and, um, and so getting men to be pregnant uh, presence is is is, al- is always a um, task because of the, the reasons why they're not visible, you know, and they're invisible because of guilt, shame, condemnation and some of the things that they got going on in their lives. And oftentimes it reminds me of people who won't um, come to come to Jesus or won't be saved, who believe that they have to have it all together before they come, you know, and he, he really pretty much says, come as you are, you mm-hmm. know, because if you just come as you are, you know, it's not it's not you getting yourself together. It's him getting you together, you know, mm-hmm. and so when you come, he begins to start working on you. And so if we can get men to believe that they just need to come as they are, and be <coughs> but we know that we are all broken. We're dealing with this great series right now, dealing with with the unbroken. And um, so everybody is broken. So, you know, everyone sometimes seems to think that they're all alone and that's a devil's trick and make us think we all by ourselves and nobody's going through what we're going through. People don't always go exactly through the same thing that people go through, but they still go through the same feelings, emotions, and, and some of the things that they feel as a result of whatever they're going through, whatever trials and tribulations. And that's why it's so important for us to come together and be together so that we can minister to each other and for us to do what this podcast calls for to encourage each other. Amen. You know, because everybody needs encouragement, you know, so we can't encourage you if you're not present. If you're invisible, if you're mm. you know not available, you know, and so we just need to try to get everybody to show up.
0: Yep, Yep. you know it's um so yeah so men's breakfast um, we got another one coming up. We're gonna talk about that, but the, the men's breakfast we had was a it was a wonderful showing of men who just came out, men that um, unexpectedly showed up, men we hadn't mm-hmm. seen in a while, and mm-hmm. um, you know I just remember you know, asking about, you know, the men who have been to like a men's counter, right? Which is, mm-hmm. you know, if you've never been to a men's men's encounter, it's a time alone with men, you know, for a couple of days, you know, we go to a particular location and we do it. And I know other states and, you know, cities, churches will have their um, way that they do it, but we get away. No technology, just, you know, just some time that men normally don't have Mm-hmm. Because we're working, right? Because we're doing whatever it is that we got going on in our lives. And so in that time, it been a couple of days worshiping, you know, worshiping, learning, um, going deep. And one of the things that we only have a little time while we're on the podcast, but we try to, you know, try to, you know, make that attempt. I think through a minute of encouragement um, podcast space is to... Um, allow for us as men to to take ourselves past our normal like way of thinking and just going throughout the day um and so yeah this um you know to see how many men who had attended who had been through um, a men's encounter that Mm -hmm. just blessed me you know what i mean what that tells me too brother dixon is that um you know the men who come are the men who have had you know an encounter or had a relationship or Mm -hmm. you know who are seeking you know, those are the men's who come, it's 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 um, it's important that wherever you find yourself to have a relationship, because. Um, the uh, God, is, you know, God is looking for a few good men, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I mean? looking for a few good men. Um, I wanted to also just, uh, you know, today is, um, you know, today is the weekend, you know, folks will be going out of town um, for Memorial Day. Um, weekend. And I just, you know, I wanted to let the teacher, you know, if you had any words of encouragement to um, to anyone, families, um, any veterans, um, just any words of encouragement around Memorial Day, or what? What are your thoughts about it?
1: Well, I mean, you know, it, it's amazing how you know the start of of a holiday or some type of acknowledgement how it starts and, and then how it uh, turns out, you know, um, and how it becomes, you know, commercialized and, you know, how it gets distorted. You know, that's how, how the devil is, you know, the devil loves to take everything that's good and distort it, right. you know. And so here we are with uh, Memorial Day <coughs> being distorted. But, you know, I mean, it, it was a great start, you know, for, you know, really kind of kind of giving honor to to the fallen you know yeah. and we've we, we've had many and if you start off with the American soul on our American soul you know i think it yeah, goes all the way back to to the Civil war you know because they they begin to start memorializing those who had fallen on both sides brothers and sisters because you know civil war is really brothers and sisters in the same situation you know yeah. so so those who have fallen and and then after that, we've had many wars after that, you know, all the way from, you know, World War One, World War II, you know, we've had, uh, you know, all the way up into, you know, Vietnamese War. And, you know, we've had so many wars, you know, and that we've had many who have fallen. And um, so many families and, and relatives have been affected by that. You know, there have been so many kids who have grown up without a father, you know, because... Uh, they may have died in in, at war and so they grew up without a father we always talk about the fatherless being those fathers who are available and they 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 don't show up but we don't talk about the fatherless that happened based upon a father being in war going to war and and that what kind of impact that had on the family too you know the mother and the kids you know who lost you know lost their, (laughs) their their husband or their loved one to war and so that's a, a major population, major part of the population who has suffered from that, and it may also have been a a son, or or a grandson, you know, and uh, and a sibling, you know. So you just have all aspects of the family that have experienced the fallen, uh, the loved ones, and then of course people have attitudes about war and reason why we're at war and, and what we're fighting for and all those types of things. Those things come up also. So there's a lot of domino effects from from Memorial Day. But for the most part, it's just really to acknowledge and honor the fallen, those yeah. who went and fought for us and died for us. You know, pretty much they died for our country. They died for a cause. They died for what they believed in. And um, they they really need to be acknowledged and honored. Now, <clears throat> I have a big issue with those who survive and who come back and and uh we deal with them being homeless on the streets having mental and 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 all kind of other issues that they have and uh you know I I visited D.C. and saw the the, the, you know the, the Veterans Administration and right outside of it was a whole lot of homeless vets you know I say now how can you be in Washington D.C. and have a whole lot of homeless vets sitting right out there and you that address that and take care of them. You know, my, my, I believe that they all should be, they should all have mansions. You know, we say, Jesus I go prepare a place for you, a mansion for you. Well, they need to have a mansion right here on earth and when they have went and fought for our country and served, and then they suffer from, you know, injuries, mental, physical, you know, disabilities and things like that. And they can't come back to their own country and be taken care of, well cared for. You know, I, I just think that's a shame. And that's a tragedy. That's that's a travesty. So to me, that's a spinoff in Memorial Day too, because you 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 not only do you have the fallen, but you have those who survive. And shoot, it's, I mean, sometimes people think they would have been better off to have fallen versus to have lived to go through what they're going through right now. You know? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: You know, it's um, <clears throat> it's interesting, man, that um, we have a lot of division in the united states right divided Mm -hmm. on race divided on politics divided on faith and religion um the color and shade of your skin even within the same um you know ethnic um you know identification right you got division about you know gender just all kind of stuff right Mm -hmm. but you know the one thing that you know there's some uh you know the one thing about this is that it feels like in death, the country is more unified than in in life, meaning like we can all relate to losing a loved one, right? That there's no like mm-hmm. sugarcoating that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. person's death over another person, you know, loss isn't, um, you know, it, it, it can't be to a degree, right? Like as mm-hmm. far as how, how that affects you and such. And so looking at, you know, looking at the veteran, you know, it's, and a lot of times it's hard, I think, with faith two, where folks are always like, you know, some people are just focused on the poor, right? Or the mm-hmm. widow. And when they say poor, they're like, okay, not the poor here, but the poor in another country, right? And that's all they're focused on, right? And so, and then there's the widow, but looking at the veteran and the needs of the veteran, um, this is a, you know, this, their, their needs and just kind of how it's, you know it's not the 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 pain and the effects of what's happened in the war is it the race and ethnicity none of those things that are dividing the country are dividing people from the you know the effects of it every all of these men and women have been um you know have lost they've lost their lives or been impacted by you know impacted by war but we stand together today to just uh want to just acknowledge um what this day is i think i just want to make sure um in our little space that we have that we just acknowledge it you know um in a way to um show honor for those who have sacrificed um for our behalf um but also just for you know because we're losing our mind today (laughs) brother Nixon. like like you said like a lot of things are getting twisted getting taken out of context and all these different things and so you know my my hope is that just to mention it today, um, I hope that the weekend is, you know, you're not celebrating this weekend like you would do your birthday weekend, that there's a little bit mm-hmm. of, like, you know, having some um, some integrity around what this day is. I, I I work, you know, in the banking industry, so I always get these holidays off. And so um, it's um, something that I want to do better to acknowledge um, personally and professionally as well. <clears throat> yeah, the, um, <clears throat> as we going before we jump into this uh my lakers man they they out the playoffs and uh got <laughs> swept
1: you know they what i mean swept. like
0: we didn't just get out we got tossed out <laughs> you know what i mean so <laughs> um and the one thing that i didn't like was that we lost on our home court, man, I, that just didn't feel right to me. They
1: they didn't, they hadn't even lost a game on their home court. um, Well, I'm just saying, but also having somebody's confetti fall for the other
0: team on our court like that, (laughs) you know I I feel, I feel away. I feel away. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's tough. Yeah. So today's, um, today's conversation, uh, brother Dix, I wanted to talk with you, you know, and talk with our, you know, our listeners about, um, the will of God. It's my, the topic today is my will versus God's will. And this is, um, you know, a topic that kind of is coming out of the, you know, pastors talking about, you know, that we are unbroken. Right. And there's discussion mm-hmm. around trauma. Um, but, you know, when I listen to talk to men and, you know, we have our men's ministry that we work, you know, we work together in, uh, here in Portland, um, there's often a time where men have we just have like this way of how we this pressure you know that we put mm-hmm. on ourselves there's this like you know this pressure there's this like need to um to do so many things you know and everything by ourselves and um and it's if you if you get yourself so locked in into perfecting yourself and working so hard like it's 24 hours in a day and if you've worked 18 hour shifts like you want respect for that and like you know these hours and this time is um how you accomplish goals and you know and and objectives that you have in your life and be able to take care of your family whatever the, the thing is and it's um oftentimes i i feel like masculinity and our manhood is, um, defined by what we can do with our own hands. And it's usually without God in the, you know, without God in the equation. And so I just wanted to, you know, have a conversation about distinguishing and knowing, you know, you know, God has given us authority. There's certain things that are innate in us for go out forgotten, you know, for us to do, um, but being able to distinguish, You know, when am I in my own will versus, you know, God's will and do I even know, you know, what God's will is.
1: Yeah, it's a very, very good uh, topic and very good subject. Um, I think you had sent me something about um, God had put and I think that is that in Romans, it might be in Romans where. you say even the Gentiles know uh, what to do and and that type of thing, you know, and, and, and all that, all happened with, uh, with, with Adam, you know, I think the pastor brought it up real well uh, speaking about emotions and feelings. Um, Once again, you know, the devil does a good job of distorting everything that's good. And so everything was good in the garden. And so the devil's job was to distort that and um, bring about some things that we weren't supposed to experience and and that we weren't supposed to be going through and we end up now seeing that we was naked having guilt, having shame, having fear, having anxiety, uh, having worry, you know, having all those emotions, negative emotions that um did not happen until sin took place. Once sin entered into the world, then then the negative emotions took place. And then also purpose, losing purpose, you know, God had given Adam pur- purpose. And so now he's now he's dealing with God's will. He's dealing with God's will because, you know, God's will is just no different than, you know, like you say, distinguish between our will and his will. Well, what is will will is wants and desires. OK, what we want and what we desire, you know, and, and a lot of times we don't know what we should want or what we should desire. We just want and desire based upon how we feel, you know, this is what <laughs> we want, this is what we desire. And uh, so now we can be tempted, tempted by our wants and our desires. That's where the devil comes in at. He wants to tempt us to want what we shouldn't want and to desire what we shouldn't desire versus being aware of what does God want and what does God desire. And so God allows us to want like we want and to desire like we desire. But he gives us his word for us to be able to see what he wants and what he desires and what he wants and what he desires is spoken in every aspect of life by his word there's not anything you can come up with no topic you can come up with no situation you can come up with that there's nothing that you can come up with that God has not spoken about what he wants for that situation and what his desire is for that situation you can find his word so a lot of people say what is God's will I always say it's his word his word (laughs) tells you what his will is You know, and so his word lets you know what he wants and what he desires for every single thing that there is, period. And um, once again, it originated in the garden. Once Adam sinned, Genesis 3.15 says, "Okay, God has a plan right now to reconcile mankind back to himself. And he was going to utilize Jesus to do that. OK. And so once the broken relationship took place between God and Adam, which broke the relationship between God and man, now we no longer have a relationship. And so now we, we, we have gone off on our own way. And God is, is working to bring us back to him, meaning bring us back to being like him and dealing with what he wants and what his desire is. I mean, we see right in Genesis before the fall, God says, let, let us make mankind meaning man and woman, let us make them in our image and in our likeness. And um, the way we were like that was because God was in Adam. Mm -hmm. God was in Adam. And so he had eternal life in him. And so now the purpose was for him to live forever. And that for even male and female who are equal, God is a God of order. god made man first and so therefore he made woman out of man and so therefore he wanted man to be the source for the woman because the woman came out of the man and so he is the source for her he's not her boss he's not her her head meaning that he's in control or anything else no 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 he's the source for her and so together he wanted them to rule what he created okay so that was the purpose he told adam to protect you know uh, i want you to work and I want you to protect. And so men have really lost their way in working and protecting. Those are two main things. And then he gave man authority. He said, Name every single thing that, that uh, I bring to you, name it. And then I'm going to bring you Eve too, and you name her. Okay. <laughs> and so we have that authority to do that. And so now, when, once sin took place, then we lost our identity. That's number one. That's the first and foremost, we lost our identity. And so God sent Jesus to restore our identity. And so once we stop being like God, then God sent Jesus for us to be like Jesus because Jesus is God in the flesh. So he came to be with us to show us the way. Right. And to allow us to be able to make a decision. whether Do you want to go your way? Do you want to go my way? I think, you know, and so we have to make that decision. And so, um, Life situations and circumstances come about um, for God to try to draw us to him. You know, the Bible said God has plans for us. God had a purpose and a plan for us from the very beginning. You know, he had a purpose and plan for us. And so he has plans for us. But unless we cooperate with his plans, then we got our own plans, you know. And since Jesus is our role model, you know, I, I love and in, 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 um, I think it's in Luke 22, 42, You know, uh, Jesus, when he was getting ready to go to the cross, he said, "Uh, "Father, I just I just saw a picture of what I'm getting ready to go through. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm getting ready to get beat. I'm getting ready to get pummeled. I'm getting ready to get bloodied. I'm getting ready to get go to the cross. I'm getting ready to be you know spit. I'm getting I'm getting ready to go through a whole bunch of stuff. I just saw that, and so I'm asking you." Is there another way that we can do this? And and then he caught himself. He said, but, but that's my will. He said, let your will be done. You know, and, 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 and I say that to say, how many times do we stop and acknowledge what our will is versus checking with God to see what his will is? You know, I, might, I will might be for this person to live and this person not to suffer, this person not to go through this, this person not to go through that. But since everybody's going to die, they're going to die at some point and they're going to die from something. So we have to always check to see, OK, is, is it God's will right now for this person to die? But it doesn't preclude us from asking God, will you save them? Will you restore them? Will you heal them? Because people get sick for three reasons. One. And, and, and the third reason is they're going to die. We get sick to die, you know, and so we can't say God don't love us because we die. His will is not for us to perish. His will is for us to have eternal life and to have eternal life with him versus being separated from him. So we have a choice. You know, the Bible said God's will is not for anyone to perish, but everyone to come to the knowledge of the truth of who Jesus is to save you from eternal damnation to save you to be with him because once Adam sinned, we all going to physically die. We all gonna physically die. Adam died physically 930 years later. He died instantly when God left him because death is separation. So God separated from Adam. Therefore, we are all born separated from God. And so now God has to work on us to be able to be reinstated with him and so that we can have a life with him for eternity. So he has given us his word for us to be able to live this life and our whole purpose, because everyone doesn't have purpose. They don't know their purpose. They want to do what they want to do, you know, and they don't look to God to see what God says to do because He has ordered our steps. And if we don't cooperate, we can wander in the wilderness for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Before, know that. before you know it comes to us about okay, hey, I've been going the right. wrong way. I need to go this way.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I um, you know, I try to make it I just try to make it, you know, playing for brother, you know, Um, (laughs) you got to read the word. You got to talk to God to really be able to um, come into understanding. I don't have it all together, but this is this is for me. Like, um, I want God's will. That's what I want. Now, I used to say these things about being a man of God, like you think that you want to, want to claim to be a man of God, a man of faith, but in having, um, having said that without understanding, it was, um, I was, you know, I was hit, you know, over the head with the truth, the understanding of how God's will works. It doesn't work according to your feelings and emotions. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not in alignment like with some like insecurity that you have, like God is aware of all these things, but it's not, you know, you you know, we go to God and we give him a specific prayer request, you know, and even when we don't ask for what we ask for in our hearts, we've got something that we want, but may not be coming from a good place because you know what, you ain't been in the series that we're in right now on, on broken. You ain't unpacked your trauma yet, right? Um, Brother Dixon, we talked about, you know, those who are, um, you know, the um, the perpetrator, the predator. Like we we talked mm-hmm. about those men who have that past, right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who, who still need healing, but they haven't had the healing. They're just focused on their work. They're grinding. They're doing what they say men do, but have yet to even, you know, go before the father and get, you know, and get those things removed from their hearts. Right. I mean, when you do yeah. things that are not when you do something and it's, you know, the good thing about God and in, in the scripture tells us, so like his truth, his spirit is in us. All right. Wrong. It's in us. And so when we do something that is offensive to God, he will, he, he comes over you in a way. And some people will be convicted and make the change and repent. And then some people they're going to go hide. They're going to cope. They're going to do other things. That are going to worsen their circumstances so when i said i want god's will i was asking for a lot that i didn't understand and so um but i want god's will because when we try to do some certain things on our own we're trying to make you know things happen on our own um in the scripture talks about how they went to war right there's periods of time where you know the israelites and god's people didn't have the relationship, you know, with God, he had left them at times too, but there was just times when they were just, well, they were just out of order. He did it last time, I'm just going to go and I'm not even speaking to him. We're going to go in here and, and got mopped up and literally got mopped up, got your families taken, got all these things, um, you know, this hardship that came upon them. You know, what happens to a lot of men when we, you know, we're trying to do something and we're, you know, we're struggling. You know, we do, we try harder. <laughs> we try harder and, and, and the circumstances get even more complicated. And so we still continue doing what we have in our own might to do on our own might. We still going about it the same way and the struggle keeps happening. And you know what starts to happen when we stay in this cyclical way as men is your faith starts to deteriorate. Because you're thinking, you're thinking if I try hard, if I'm just a good person, that that's going to be enough. (laughs) That ain't the script, that is not the script. And I'm telling you, like, I'm telling on myself, I'm not on here to try to convince you of something, um, that I'm not walking in, that I'm not doing. I'm like, I'm in it, I'm making the failures too, brother. I'm making the failures too. So, so I'm going, Lord, let me keep on doing this, and I'm doing it like. Because he's given us authority to go build and, and go to war and to do things and to be intelligent and to, and you can have success. He's given us the ability to do those things, but there's a part where there's not without that. When you do things and you don't have the peace and you still have the struggle and you still have circumstances still coming to you, and this is where uh, the Father's trying to reach us to let us know um, that it's not it's not by His will that things will get done and you will have peace. That you will have the success that you are struggling to do is god really real yes he's real i haven't seen it i've been working and i've been doing all this stuff yeah but have you done it and continuously brought your heart to god and put him prioritizing him over the things that you are working on over your family you trying to you're trying to figure out your relationship with your wife big big deal for a lot of men we want peace you know, we want a piece of pie. We want a lot of pieces of things. But I think as men, we need to make sure that we have our hearts right. Everything that we want in our wives, in our marriages, in our work, we can continue to try to do these with our, with our own hands. Right. So, the, um, you know, you have the power. You have the strength, men, to do a lot of things. But the things that, you know, the things that I know for myself that when going through trying to get something on my own will and struggling, God has shown me, you know, and and (laughs) he gave me the smoke. You know what I mean? It ain't cute. You know what I mean? Being a man of faith ain't cute. It ain't cute to not be a man of faith, too. Let me just tell you. But, you know, what's good about being a man of faith and having being able to be humble. Right. Because that's all pride and ego saying I could do all these things by myself. The scripture says i can do all things through christ strengthens me <laughs> why would you want to do anything without the strength of god you know what i mean whatever little bit that you do no i want the strength of god my own strength is limited because i've been down before i've been sick i've been not able to work you know when your body's off so i you know asking god for the strength but it's not cute having this understanding that god is going to just do grant you all these things you know, the relationship with him allows for him to, um, you know, to know your heart and to and he works in our lives in a way to where I just talked to a friend of mine this morning and um, I don't want nothing if it's not the will of God. And when I say that, it's because I want everything about it to be right by him. Mm-hmm. Because if I get what I want, because he'll let you have it. I, Solomon,
1: <laughs> Solomon yeah. had all
0: the he had all the baddies.
1: Right mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: He was doing everything he had all the money, yep, but when you read when you really read them scriptures, Solomon didn't sound like you know Solomon to me don't sound like a man who just was like, man, this life, you know
1: this this high life was everything, you know what I mean, like he had everything no, no he called it meaningless. <laughs> he said it's <laughs> all meaningless he said, I had every single thing and found out that it was meaningless. Right. That it didn't amount to nothing, that it wasn't worth anything. In in fact, there's no one who has been greater than me as far as getting their their wants and their needs and everything else and their desires met. I've had more women than anyone. I've had better house than everyone. In fact, I even built God a house. You know I had uh, more food I, I, I could eat I had more treasure, more valuables I say you name it about anything that a man wants to have I had it more and better than any other man. And then to top it all off, I had wisdom I I was smarter than everybody you yeah, know, thought I was smarter too. than everybody you know I thought I was, I was smarter than everybody I was smarter than everybody I was the smartest man in the world other than Jesus, I'm the smartest man in the world. Yeah. You know, some the smart did some of the most stupid stuff. It goes to show you no not matter how smart you are, you still got stupid on the other side. So yeah. you can do be smart and do stupid stuff. That's why I love proverbs. Proverbs tell you when you're wise, and proverbs tell you when you when you're dumb, when you're foolish.
0: There you go. That's the word there. that
1: that right that word sits a little softer on man because
0: you know yeah. God's still working on our pride. You call me stupid and dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, but foolish? I'm like, yeah. okay. foolish, I might be able to yeah. take yeah. that yeah. foolish,
1: you know. But but a great scripture in Psalms is that a only a fool so talking about fools again only a fool says that there's no god see see when you were talking about everything you were talking i think there's an assumption that everybody believes that there is a god everybody believes that there is a god you know and that they, and that they you know that they, they have to have a relationship with god and so we have to start from the very beginning first of all do people believe especially for men do they believe in god or do they believe that there is a god Mm-hmm. and and then and then who he, who is he especially since you can't see him and he doesn't reveal himself to you you know visibly except he did through jesus because jesus is the visible image of god mm-hmm. and so that's the reason why you need to know who jesus is because jesus is god in the flesh and so god did not start off in the flesh making man uh see who he is and so now you got to believe in something you don't see you talked mm-hmm. about emotions early well one of the greatest scriptures is Walk by faith and not by sight because, you know, sight is part of the emotional tree. You know, we got the five senses, you know, and those five senses trigger emotions. And so now the Bible is saying you can't go by your senses. You're not when it goes against the word of God. And faith is the word of God. In fact, talking about what pleases God without faith is impossible to please God. So if you don't believe him and you don't believe in him, you got a strike going against you because you know, he not pleased with you. Mm. OK. And then secondly, the scriptures talk about, you know, God saying that, um, you know, that that he wants to spend time and be personalized with you and have a relationship with you. But you don't believe that he is. And so therefore, you're not going to be talking to him, going to him, relying upon him and dependent upon him. You know, one of the reasons why I came to the Lord when I had been introduced to the Lord was I didn't think I needed him. See, see, that's the see the, the, the greatest lie for a man is to think that they don't need help. Is to think that I, they don't need help, you know. And so the greatest help you can get is from, you know, the power of God, you know, because we need help. In fact, in fact, to make it so deep, he made it that way. He made it to where you can't live without him, that you have to totally depend upon and rely on him. And yet. The devil makes us think the just, just the opposite. You don't need God. You can do this. You can do that on your own. You don't need him. You know? So don't go to him. Don't rely upon him and don't depend upon him. Depend upon yourself. You can do it. You can do it. Just do it. You know? So all those lies come up about who you are and what you, No, and what makes it so deep is that God said, "You know what? Not only can you not do it. I have to do it for you. Oh, I don't think, I don't think he heard that. I don't think he heard that. You know, he said, I have to come live in you (laughs) and work in you to get you to change your want to's to my want to's to change your desires to my desires. And I know how to do that. I know how to get to you to get you to change with what you want to do. To what i want to do mm-hmm. and to change from what you desire to what, what i would desire so you can't be tempted by anything that you don't desire so that's what the devil does see the devil he wants to tempt you based upon your own desire the bible says you're drawn away by your own desires so you can't be tempted by anything you don't desire so god is working in us and people don't want to let god work in us you know you say nah you know i'm going to resist you i'm going to kind of you know that's another scripture you know it said god resists the proud God resists the proud. So if you're in pride, well, you already got a, a a resistance going on from God. You and God are antagonists right there because God resists the proud. So if you want to have God going against you, be in pride. And so he says, God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. And he will exalt the humble in due time. He will lift you up. In other words, when you go down, he'll lift you up. That's why he said the first should be last and the last should be first. You know, because we have a lot of pride and thinking that we can do things on our own, and we push away our women because they're trying to help us, and and God gave them to us for them to help us, and we push them away and say we don't need your help. We push everybody away and say we don't need. So now you're alone, you by yourself, and, and because you 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 think you can do everything on your own and you don't need nobody. The Bible says two are, are better than one.
0: <laughs> Amen.
1: <coughs> you know, so how you think by yourself, you know, you're going to get done. I mean, I had a friend of mine who was happy about being alone and and he ended up, uh, you know, having a having a stroke and was in the house by himself, you know, for about four or five days before somebody found him, you know. And I say, yeah. So. So what did that be alone get you? You know, so, yeah, you want you want to be able to have somebody. He didn't make us to be alone. He said you. He, In fact, he said he made everything good and then the first thing he said that wasn't good was for you to be alone <laughs> he said it's not good for a man to be alone you need a companion we all need a companion so we need somebody now i think the problem is we don't get along with people you know we can't we, we we can't do without them and we can't do with them you know so god say i need to help you be able to get along with people you know because that's his will also It's for us to love one another encourage one another, support one another. He got all the one another's that he wants us to do because he wants us to interact with one another. He wants the earth to be plentiful and multiplied with people. He wants a family. He chose the Israelites to be his chosen people. They rejected Jesus. And so Jesus chose his people, us, the church, the Jews, some Jews and some Gentiles, mainly Gentiles. And so then we're going to be sifted out in the end when he starts a new heaven and new earth for those who wanted to be with him for eternity versus those who didn't want to be with him for eternity. And we'll have a new heaven, and a new earth with those who wanted to be with him. And then those who didn't want to be with him would be separated in a place of eternity called hell.
0: You, um, you dropped a. Did you say emotional tree?
1: (laughs) So, (laughs) so
0: we're going to have to get a, you know, I'm going to have to put together some sort of like, image of the emotional tree but i also wanted to add to that that when you were talking about how god wants to change us i was like he wants to change that emotional tree that we have amen Amen. and and that tree um should hopefully begin with him right there you go there you go. begin with him um you know i'm you know brothers i'm 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 doing my best to be as vulnerable as I can with you you know what I mean because we ain't over here just trying to talk at you you know what I mean we're trying to talk to you and encourage you um I mean this is the men of encouragement podcast and so you know sometimes brothers we we have a mindset you know we have this mindset and I'm gonna tell you i'm I'm on social media I've watched TVs I've been to motivational speakers you know where there's you know this alpha you know mentality that you could just do everything all by yourself. With your own might, you know? And you can work on your physical body. You can make a bunch of money. You can do a lot of things. But who you are and what you are is not even what you see. Amen. It is inside your heart and your spirit and your your wellness. And when I speak of wellness, I'm thinking about the mind, the spirit, and the heart. And so there's a lot of men who are brokenhearted. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're brokenhearted by circumstances that they grew up in, you know, and if you didn't grow up in circumstances that, you know, that are like not non-traditional, you are still subject because of pride and ego and just your humanity to where certain things impact your life or just changes the way that you do things. You know what we do when we get a little hurt and a whole Mm -hmm. lot of hurt, Mm -hmm. guard up. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so this becomes thing. a way
0: of this becomes a way of living. This becomes a way of how we how we do, how we think, how we interact. Survival, right? Survival and, mode. Su- and survival mode. And and we also are keeping ourselves safe, what we think is safe, by not having the feelings and emotions, right? Not expressing them. I mean, you think that you're not having them, but you're having them. If you have to hold them back, that means you're having them. And if you think that you can, just even consistently just being non-reactive to a thing but
1: innately that's how we're made then you are you have but see it. that builds up and there's an explosion that oh takes yeah place.
0: oh yeah and this and this is and this is the whole conversation this is my will this is not god's will for us god's will is for us to talk to him is to worship him is to be free you don't have to do these things hard struggling right i'm going to show everybody
1: don't Bye. have to do that. You don't. Bye.
0: You can accomplish Bye. a lot more. You <laughs> can accomplish a lot more and you can do it in peace. And so um, the no father figure, the streets, the music, um, you know, there's a lot of men who have been divorced, you know, and women file divorce more than men. And we don't even have a conversation about the impact that that's having on, on men. You know, the pressure to thinking that you're going to be a breadwinner for your entire family when an inflation rate is at 10%. Mm -hmm. Women are expecting you. We hear the conversation for you to have this and that in order order to have me. And then we're just human. So sometimes you're in a relationship, you want to do everything you can to not lose what you have because you are feeling like maybe she's not happy with you. You feel your inadequacies, Mm -hmm. pride. We have to take these things to the Father.
1: Amen. Right? We have Amen. to take these things
0: to the Father. And so our mental health um is a you know is something that we gotta check in. You know, having the relationships, it's not about having a romantic relationship. You talk to any brother that is has relationships with men who are, you know, who are seeking God, who are enlightened, who are encouraged, who are dealing with their stuff. And you gotta you gotta you know, friends that you can meet with in person, men who can you can go be with them. And when you meet them, they're there to talk about whatever that you need to talk about or want to talk about, but no sort of judgment, no sort of, uh you know, worrying about um shame or any of those things. When a man has that kind of space, he's able to work on the stuff and be able to be free and have a chance at life at a chance at even getting to know who God is, because this whole conversation is, is what's going on with pride and ego and all these things with our own self-will. We're blocking ourselves from the power of God, blinding mm-hmm. ourselves. Because it is sinful for us to even think that we can do anything by ourselves. You you accomplish the things, you think this is all you, right? You thinking this is all you. And so um one of the things about the relationships, I just want to say is that we need to make sure. That we take that make the effort to fellowship with men, you know we're at mm-hmm. we're at we're at we're in Portland, Oregon. You know we're doing this podcast. I mean, folks can reach out to me if we need to have a call a prayer. You know what I mean? But create the space. You know, create the space to have the connection with men. You know, the men's ministry for me, man. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me tell you, man. I got a story for you. I got a story. I got a whole testimony. When the will of God hit me in my life, the one thing that was the one thing that I never wanted to happen that happened, you know, I, I was, I thank God for him putting the spirit in me a long time ago because I came running.
1: Amen. I
0: came running. And what did I do? I was with the bros in the word.
1: They're not even,
0: they They are in the word. They're doing their thing. And I'm in a space where I can get healed. You can't get to the bottom of your heart just by getting success alone. Amen. You can't. Money may not change what you need to change in your heart, the way that you see. And so I, I just encourage that. And then this other piece about the about the wives, you know, I'm saying ask. We've been saying ask for help, brothers. This is like the end of uh, of also for Mental Health Month as well, right? Awareness. Mm-hmm. Ask for help. Now I'm one of encouragement, men, you know have you chosen the woman that's in your life or the women that are in your life? And we need to get that, you know, in order too. we got scripture for that, but have you chose making choices that you made because you are not well, because here's the deal. Like you want to have a woman that's in your life. All that stuff that brother Dixon was saying is cute. Scripture's cute, too. Man who finds a wife finds a good thing. All, all that stuff is cute. But if we're not well, meaning we're not, like, like, understanding that we have discernment. You feel that you're experiencing that. We're not well. Our choices are going to be reflective of our brokenness and our and our um, lack of the relationship with the Father. I'm saying you want to have the relationships so you can have the discernment so that you can discern who is right, For you because not everybody that you might be attracted to and that you have come you know into agreement with is made and right for you and so the woman can help women have it women have it and women if you're watching honor the gift that you have been given you know how are you giving that to God as well right you have a lot of things that we don't have that God made in you that we are able to do together And so I'm saying um, counseling, get your help. With the the women that you are choosing, choose wisely in the marriage that you're currently in, right? Allow for her to help. Allow for her her to help. Allow for her to, um, with her spiritual innate ability to pour into you. But here's the thing, do not lose sight of who God is, though, even in that. Allow for her to help, but we always keep our eye on the father, but allow for yourself to be helped. Because when we're getting stuck at times and we're losing hope and we don't have the faith that we need to accomplish what you need to accomplish and what God is trying to accomplish with you is because we are in our own will doing things our very own way. And so simply, father, what is your will for me?
1: Well, you know, I, I want to kind of respond to what you're saying by making sure that I reiterate something that I said earlier. Is that you don't have to come fixed already. Okay. See, see, so to me times, you know, people are discouraged. Men are discouraged because they they they, they know that they don't have it all together. They know that they're broken, they know that they're not fixed, and so they resist coming because of those things. God does not call anyone who is well, because there ain't no one well. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone (laughs) is broken. Everyone is sick. Everyone is a work in progress, okay? Come and be a work in progress, I repeat come and become a work in progress we are all work in progress i don't care whoever you deal with and whoever you see they are not complete they are still incomplete we will not be complete until jesus i think philippians 1 and 6 says that the work that god started in you Mm -hmm. he will complete not you amen He will complete the work that he has started in you. So it is he who's doing the work because we couldn't do the work. And our biggest problem is that we want to be the ones to be able to do it. And that's why it's very difficult for us to believe that he did it. And he's already done it for us. And now he's working in us to bring us to being at his level. Uh, I want to read a scripture. Please do. That kind of really sums all this up. And it's in uh, Titus 2. And um, it's uh, verses eleven through thirteen, and so I want to read it right quick. It says, "For the grace of God." So it says, "The grace of God." It said, "The grace of God that brings salvation." So the grace of God brings about salvation because it's not anything that we did. It's His gift of grace that brings about salvation. He died on the cross and paid the penalty for us and paid the penalty for our imperfection and, and and our brokenness and everything. So He did that. We just have to believe it. And then we will receive it. And many don't believe it. So you don't receive it. You can't receive anything that you don't believe. Amen. So he said that the grace of God that brings about salvation has appeared to all of mankind. So it ain't like you're going to have any excuse that, hey, I didn't see God and I didn't know God and I didn't know he exists. You know, you look at everything around you, you know, you look at the moon, the stars, the sun and everything else. You you see, the old, I mean, my goodness. OK, you know, man just didn't put that together. Okay, God put everything together, He put it in order, He put our bodies in order. So there's so so many miraculous things that you can see that 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 represents God. So He said it has appeared to all mankind. The same grace of God, it says in verse 12, teaches us. Oh, once again, it's the Holy Spirit in us that teaches us, and we still get the chance to choose to not learn, Mm -hmm. to, to not do what you're telling me to do. Not to do what you're teaching me to do, but he's working in us to teach us. Here's a couple things to deny ungodliness. He's trying to teach us to deny ungodliness because he wants us to be godly. He wants us to be like Jesus. So he wants us to deny ungodliness. What is ungodliness is when you have no regard for God. Mm. When you don't regard God for every situation and every circumstance that you have in your life, that's ungodly. Okay. Then the second thing that he teaches us, to deny worldly lust, to deny worldly lust. And a lot of people don't know what worldly is. Everybody come up with their own idea about what worldly is. So let me get people who are paying attention today on this <laughs> and let me get them straight about what worldliness is, what is being worldly. And I'm going to go to scripture. I'm going to go to what God says about it. I'm, right. not gonna go, I'm not going to come up with what everybody else say about it i'm going to deal with what does god say is worldly and so if you if you go to first john chapter 2 starting in verse 15 and i'm going to read down to 17. don't lose your sight on titus 2. i'm gonna come back to titus 2. i just thought i just gave gave a little quick uh uh, overview worldliness verse 15. yeah first john 2 verse 15 says do not love the world It says, and, and, "and or or the things of the world, the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh. That's worldly. When you have a lust for your flesh, that's worldly. When you have the lust of the eyes, that's worldly." And when you have the pride of life, we talked about that pride already. God resists the pride. So, so that's worldliness, meaning these are all things that are without God. When you don't have a regard for God, when you are lusting for your flesh without God, when you're lusting with your eyes without God and you have pride without God, that's worldliness. Because worldliness is an operation by the devil. Okay. First John 5. And 19 says the whole world is under the control of Satan. Satan is getting everything that we see and do. He is influencing every single thing. So that's why God say don't love the world, because if you love the world, you're going to be anti me because Satan is anti me. And he's all about the worldliness. So when you do things to regard God, then that's not worldly because we're not citizens of this world. We're citizens of heaven. And so, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ on this earth, dealing with this infected earth. And Mm. now we have to not give in to it. There's two things that's great. The greatest two wills of God. First will is for everybody to be saved. (laughs) That's his will. He want everybody to be saved. But everybody going to be saved because everybody ain't going to choose to be saved. It's your choice. He's going to give you. He'll let you choose to go to hell. People say, why did God send people to hell? No, you chose to do that because you didn't receive The the payment you didn't receive, what you could get, that would not take you to hell. So you chose to do it. You go to hell, you chose to do it. Okay. So the second thing that he wants to have happen once you get saved, he wants you to renew your mind. Because you cannot keep the same mind that you had before you got saved. He wants you to renew your mind. And he said, and you renew your mind, he said, that you will not be conformed to this world. Because he don't want you to be conformed to this world. He don't want you to be worldly. He wants you to be godly. And so he wants you to know his word in order for you to be godly. And then he says that, and then you will prove that perfect, acceptable will mm-hmm. of God. <clears throat> if you renew your mind, okay. Can, so, can I ask a question, teacher? Go ahead. So that
0: is not easy to do.
1: Of course not, because that's why so, you ain't doing it. That's why. That's why he don't let you do it. That's why he do it. <laughs> I mean I,
0: I I mean like the the lust of things right and the flesh. Yeah. I mean this is a this is a real thing that you feel and it's challenging to do what of was said. That's you what know? you want,
1: and that's what you desire. It's your wants and your desires.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so I, I just I think that when we talk about it, it's like listening to that was good because that was New Testament for any, you know, body paying attention. Um I do think that what this is is showing this is what we're at. This is what he wants from us. The challenge he understands that we're going to have because of how the world, you know, with, with Adam and Eve and the situation with, with Satan here. Um, but there's this part of us that if we know this is what God's will is for us and you know you got the, the those lusts of the world, you have them. Like, you're fooling yourself if you think you don't. Then it's it just seems like we need to we need to be in relationship with them to to be able to come into the uh, to the to the ability and the power and to do to be able to to be able to like not have these things in, impact their life to not be consumed by you know these worldly these worldly things and if you're not if you're not then there's it's challenging and it's also something that feel like you know some people just get turned off that sound that sound like
1: know hey hey but cq before christ uh uh-huh you had the ark of the covenant yeah you had the temple that solomon built where god was at yeah but when jesus came (laughs) that i'll be going new testament because i've talked that was old testament that's right but when jesus came you become the temple Uh uh-oh uh-oh You become the temple to house the Holy Spirit. So everyone has the Holy Spirit in them to enable the Holy Spirit to do the work in you. But God still has given you free will to deny the power that's in you. Mm. He's He's given you power for you to deny and to not to choose to use it. And he's given you the power to deny it and to not believe it. And he also lets you still stay in this infected world where Satan has influences to influence your mind, to talk you into not believing, rationalize it, trusting, and now, don't go for God. Don't go for that. God don't really love you. He really don't care about you. He wouldn't let you go through everything that you're going through. He wouldn't be letting you die, and he wouldn't let your mom die, or your kids die, and he wouldn't let you get ill. He wouldn't let you have sickness. He wouldn't let you have disease. He wouldn't let you get injured. Okay. So, so so, the devil would lie to you about those type of things that God really don't love you. He really don't care about you. He, he don't even care about you at all. Okay. And you have the Holy Spirit in you, the Bible says, who is greater than Satan who is in the world. You are the temple. Every individual is a temple of God. Yeah. That might be too deep for everybody, but everybody want to blame things outside of them. No, if you have received, if you truly have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you are the temple of the Holy Spirit that lives in you. God has came to move in. on. He moved in. He moved <laughs> into your spirit. He moved into your spirit. So now it's he that's working in you now. It ain't you doing nothing because you're going to want what you want and do what you want to do. And he's going to make you change your want to's. He's going okay. to make you change your desires. You know, you have things right now that you don't desire and that you don't want to do no more. That all of a sudden disappeared and you don't know where happened to it and where it went. Facts. Okay. <laughs> so he knows how to change your want to and mm-hmm. change your desires. Yeah. Okay. To, to teach you to deny ungodly uh ungodliness and worldly lust. he he i said he's gonna teach you how to do that that's why i said he's going. it ain't you doing it it's the work that he's doing in you Amen. you know i need to get everybody to say god is working in me because if you don't <laughs> believe god is working in you then you're gonna think you're working and and, and god ain't gonna work if you're working so you're going have to stop working and let him work <laughs> you know
0: and, and it's you and know, it's two
1: my worlds, worlds too. I like is Galatians two and twenty. Galatians two and twenty said that it is Jesus who is in you, okay, that has the faith for you to do the work for you. But you gotta go ahead and let him drive versus you driving because he's a gentleman. He is not going to, uh, you know, argue with you over the wheel, over the steering wheel. If you want to go ahead and go the way you want to go, he'll let you go that way. And
0: and that and that happens to me. I'm just trying to like put this in practical <laughs> terms too. I think that happens in the way that we are uh, just submitting, you know, ourselves to God and and like just seeking Him and being humble, you know, um, um, before Him. I wanted to make sure on Titus two, did you get to finish your point on Titus two?
1: Oh, okay, yeah, man. I, I did say that the number one was to deny ungodliness. Number two was to to uh, deny worldly lust. Then three, he wants us to live soberly. Now, you know, everybody ain't living sober. We ain't got nothing but drug infested world. You know, we got pharmaceutical, we got, we got mind altering. Everybody's mind is altered. Ain't nobody living soberly. So he wants to teach us to live soberly so that we can have our mind right so that we don't allow the devil to influence our minds and mess up our minds and let situations, and circumstances mess up our mind. And then he wants us to live uh, righteously and godly in this present age. And then he wants us to be looking for his return because he's coming back because <laughs> he's coming back. And some people don't believe he's coming back. OK, Amen. you know, people gonna get going to get caught napping when he come back. He's going to come <laughs> back and then he's going to rapture those who are in him, his people, the church, his, pre, his people. He's not coming back to rapture. God's chosen people. He's only coming back to rapture his chosen people. And that's the church. Those who are in his body, those who are in the body of Christ. And then once the rapture takes place, then the tribulation will take place for his chosen people, uh, the Israelites, you, the Jews, and the Hebrew.
0: You, you can't, you can't, you got to, they got to sign up for your course. You can't give them a revelation <laughs> today. So I have one, one more, one more, <laughs> one more, um, one more comment I just want to make um, is if in your heart you feel like you are avoiding this conversation, If you are avoiding um, just what, you know, what you might have to, what you think you might have to do in order to become, you know, um, a part of this type of space or to go to a men's group, right, or a women's group, if if any women are watching, um, to go to church, right, to read your Bible, right? Do you feel like there's a little part of your heart that's kind of avoiding it? And sometimes we can, and I'm just speaking for myself, and if this resonates with you, then that's all that I have to be intentional on is sometimes in our heart, we can just kind of like skip a thing or kind of take it, you know, uh, take a different route, right. Just to not have to hear that, especially if you got family members, right. That you love, that you trust. Right. And I'll just say like pillars, like our mother father, grandparents, right. Or um, you got that brother that's in your life and you know that they're in the faith and you kind of find yourself avoiding them. Not that they've attacked you, not that they've been, have hurt. There's been no kind of, um, uh, you know, um, hurtfulness that happened in the relationship. But if you find in your heart that you are avoiding this holiness, this le- this letting go, then I'm I'm telling you, and want you to know that that is your sign. If you find yourself avoiding men, and you're you know you're not having the conversation with your wife, and you're, and you're like avoiding the conversation with the counselor, or you're not coming up to the altar, right? or you're not even driving to church. And even if you were doing it and you're struggling to keep on brothers, like if you, if you're struggling, that's that you're in the process, you know, you're in the process of your healing. Everybody's journey's going to look different, but if there's an avoidance in your heart for anything, that is keeping you away from what God is calling you and everything that God has to give you is good, right? It's, it's good. And so use that as an indication that, you need, to, you need to make a deliberate move to, to get closer, to, do, to speak to God, to pray with God, to get in some, you know, get biblical teaching leadership around you. Participate in the, you know, tar- tar- <laughs> participate in the events and activities. Just be around. God is in a lot of spaces right now. And we're not there. You know, we're not, you know, we're not in the space. You have talents, just be around it and, and use that as your opportunity to not avoid it. And God will help work in your heart to to uh to get you there. Um we're gonna be we're gonna be having a um, another men's um, men's breakfast is coming up um here on June 17th. And um make sure I got that right on June 17th. And Brother Dixon is going to be our um, let me make sure I've got the uh the address here for you.
1: Brother facilitate. Dixon, facilitate. He's gonna be, our,
0: he's going to be our, our facilitator. And um why don't you go ahead and just kind of you know let folks know what to expect men at the next men's breakfast. The last one was a huge success. This one's gonna be kind of mm-hmm. unique as well. Well,
1: well, um this this uh breakfast it's really surrounding Father's Day. Uh, it, it's the day before Father's Day. Uh, I think, uh, is, is it around Juneteenth also? Is that close yep. to Juneteenth? weekend. Juneteenth. Yeah, so Juneteenth weekend. I don't even know if um, Good in the Hood is going on during that time period. It's the, it's the following week. It's the following week. Okay, yeah. So, so you know, this this time of year, you know, uh, one of the famous things I used to hear all the time being in, in education was dads and grads. You know, because during this time period, a lot of graduation is taking place and stuff like that, too. And so this is that time of the year, you know. And so and it's always very interesting about Father's Day compared to Mother's Day and, and for how fathers acknowledged and everything else like that. But so we wanted to have a breakfast, uh, you know, father, son breakfast. And um not only for sons, but grandsons, you know, it can be great grandsons, you know, it can be boys, you know, pretty much we want to get boys with men, period. We want to have boys and men together having breakfast and for us to be able to have some dialogue between generations to be able to discuss some of the things that men go through, period, as a male. I'm, I'll just say, "What well, male, not a man, because, you know, male is all the way from, you know, birth to, to you know, we maybe have some 80, 90, and 100-year-olds in there, who knows, you know, so, but I want to talk about uh, boys to men growing from a boy to a man, you know, and, uh, you know, there are five stages to, to what I call manhood, you know, being a male when you're born. And then you, you start off with as a boy, you grow to be a man. And then from from a man, you should you should now become a husband. And then from a husband, then you become a father. And so those that's the order. And we know that we are all out of order. I mean, ever since Adam, Adam put us out of order, say ain't nobody in order. So everybody's all out of order. But we should at least know what God's will is for the order because God will bless the order. You know, even when you get out of order, if you repent and get back in order, then, you know, you'll be blessed. And so, but you need to know the order in order for you to get back in order. And so first thing is I want to take out of that, those five is boys to men, because I started the boys to men program. And that I want to uh, do an activity that's going to allow four different generations of of boys and men to come together and to discuss some of the things that we go through and that we're challenged with and how men who um, are not done yet, not finished yet either. You know, it's not like men have it all together. I don't want men to be trying to act like, you know, to the boys, like they got it, they got it down, they got it figured out, they got it all together. No, they're still a work in progress, too. So we just want to share with boys our work in progress and what we went through to try to give them some tips about as you get ready to go through what we went through. Here's some things you need to look out for and some of the challenges that you may be experiencing that can prevent you from going through some of the things that I went through. Nothing more, nothing less. And um, we will also have a opportunity for boys and men to get a haircut. Uh, you know, first come, first serve, you can get a haircut. We're going to have some barbers there who are going to be donating, uh, donating their time and giving up their time to want to do some some haircuts, you know. So it'll be the first time that we've done this at a breakfast. And so we're just trying to keep it like the barbershop kind of atmosphere as well as uh, being in a locker room type of atmosphere. We're just trying to just have the environment where you have men and boys all get together and and chop it up.
0: You know, it's a uh, it's a good time, fellas, um, come through, get you something to eat. I mean, I'm going to need you to go ahead and give the sister the the uh, the honor that she deserves because the food is going to be off the chain. Like, Donna right Harris. Now, like you just gave all you gave all the high level stuff because, you know, it's all about the ministry first. Right. But um Talk about the food,
1: man, because the food is off the table. The breakfast breakfast is going to be off the hook. I'm going to tell you that right now. You know, you can't find a better breakfast nowhere in the country. I'm just going to go that far and say because I've been around the whole country, and I ate breakfast all around the country, down south, back east, you know, north, everywhere. You know, in fact, I've been to other countries, you know, and this breakfast is number one. I'm sorry. Sure, you can say I'm biased, what have you. I've had it for 12 years. But um, when you start talking about those um, those those the potatoes that she puts together, you know, with all the different uh, meats and stuff like this, she put together. And then not to mention the grits. I was going to say, okay you, mention buddies, the grits. OK, you know, you talk about the grits. OK, you know, you talk about the grits. You know, you get a chance to come in here in Portland. You get some grits. I know good and the world, The man is not getting no grits anyplace else for breakfast. So you want to come and get some grits. You know, of course you get the eggs and the grits and, you know, and, uh, you know, so she, she has every single thing as far as, you know, the fruit, you know, we got throwing some healthy stuff in there too. Some of the fruit and stuff like that. We have all our fruit and, and then she has non gluten kinds of things also gluten free. So, you know, we, we have something for everybody, but I guarantee you you might be going home and taking a nap after you finish with this.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm going to say a couple things. The food's off the chart. I'm hoping I get a copy of the menu so I can share it with your brothers. Cause, um, not only is the food good, but you want food when somebody's cooking food and they put their heart into it (laughs) and they love to do this. You know what I mean? Like you want that food. Like, I don't know how to cook like that where I care that much. And when I do, it does taste a little better, but this is, you know, we are blessed. Um, uh, Donna, sister Donna, we, we thank you. We just really appreciate your, um, your generosity, you know, to serve the, you know, the men's ministry in this way. Um, But brothers, the breakfast is free too. There is no charge. Right. (laughs) So like I know what it costs right now for us to go to brunch right now, you know, Brother Dixon, it's gonna cost at least, you know, $40 with the tip. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, so we want to just give the, you know, um the the food a little plug, because I know men, we gotta, you know, gotta get our food on. Um, but it's 8 30 to 8 to 10 30. Um, you know, bring your sons, bring your neighbor, bring your cousin, bring your nephew, bring your grandfather, uncle, um, brother-in-law, father-in-law, whoever it is in your life. Um, we're gonna be Always just trying to go into that, you know, um, places in our heart that we need to have a time to talk and be encouraged. So I'm uh, yeah. excited. I'm excited for um, for everyone to see you and be around you, Brother Dixon, in person to facilitate um, the discussion, and it's going to be a good time. We are um, we're going to be getting out. Want to just share with you to be sure that you are uh, following us on on Instagram. Um, we are on Instagram at men of encouragement, uh, underscore encouragement. And we're also on Facebook and YouTube. Um, and additionally, if you've yet to follow us on YouTube and follow us on Facebook, please do that. Um, but additionally, we also have Spotify where you can listen to every show that we have Spotify, I think Amazon Music, Apple. If you have an Apple phone, um, this uh, podcast is available there we um we're gonna get out. did you have any any final words uh for the people? um
1: no, no, I mean, it's just always great to have an opportunity to reach out and uh to see if we can touch some, some hearts and some minds and, and and also um you know as this podcast is all about encourage somebody, especially encourage men. It's not only just for men also but for women too uh because you you know you you are our partner and 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 you come alongside us also, and we need you, and uh you have been made to help us and so Uh, We need your help and and do not. We want to encourage you and not for you to be discouraged either, because men try to do a good job of discouraging you from helping them. And so they need encouragement to let you uh, to let them know that you ain't going for that, that, you know, they need need help. It's it's a lie if they say they don't need help. And so you need to do like uh, Jesus. Mom did go ahead and help that boy anyway. You know, he needs some help, you know, so he needs to turn that water into that wine, you know, and so uh don't don't even listen to him he needs your help so amen. yeah
0: amen and and uh my last words is just um brothers don't let this this if you're struggling right now don't let you trying to just power your way through it by yourself um continue to keep you from the help that god has probably put around you and already has you know in store for you allow yourself to get the help and to accomplish what it is that you need and make sure that um, you listen because sometimes what we're working on isn't really what god wants for us and what we need so um, we will be back um, god bless you and we will see you all soon take care
1: man.